in which I bring you complicated. In episode 1 of creation, you heard how the yang element of the creator meddled with the original design plans of man, depriving him of several precious abilities. Today, I bring you creation part 2. Change is good. Or is it? The supreme consciousness Completely aware in every microsecond of everything, everywhere in past, present and future, smiled again as some other creatures joined the line, which started with man protesting about his monochrome exterior. She had other worlds and beings therein to create. She needed a representative who would talk to all these creatures and spell things out clearly in black and white. Black and white? Hmm. Across the sky in Antarctica, a vast colony of honking penguins became aware of an inexplicable unseen presence. They froze mid-display with their necks stretched skyward. Wouldn't do, thought the creator. I should have given them a larger brain. Suddenly, black and white, more brain, representative, all came together in a brilliant flash, like the ingredients of a perfect pizza. And there appeared before her a lawyer, draped in his black robe, a symbol of dignity, honor, wisdom and justice. The supreme awareness heaved. This was not her creation, but man's. Is he the right creature for the job? The lawyer, totally unfazed at having been suddenly shifted from a humid, crowded courtroom to a place he had no words to describe, cleared his throat and introduced himself to he knew not who. The creator smiled and the lawyer became aware of her instructions as thoughts in his mind. Momentarily startled at having someone else having access to his mind, he quickly regained composure as the enormity of the moment dawned on him. The brief was simple. He had to list the grievances of the animals who had lined up and present it with his recommendations. In another instant, or so it seemed, he was seated at a strange luminous desk with a yellow legal pad, souvenir pens in multiple colors with I worked for her, with a capital H inscribed on them, and a few bars of orange-flavored dark chocolate. The lawyer drew his favorite doodle at the bottom of a crisp yellow page and then chuckled as he picked up a purple pen to write Law of the Jungle on top of the page. No smart aleck ones, a loud thought flashed in his mind and he quickly proceeded to write the date instead. The first to appear before him was the lion. The lion wanted to know why he was given hair encircling his entire face. I am the king, not a sunflower, he growled. It isn't ordinary hair, it's a mane, corrected the lawyer. Yeah, right. It's the main stupefying facet of my persona. 
Every time I bend my head to drink water, I see its reflection in the river and winds. Why isn't it distinctly defined and confined to my head, beard and sideburns? Sideburns, said the lawyer. You want sideburns? And why not, said the lion sulkily. I am the king. Ah, nodded the lawyer, noting something on his legal pad. Tell me your address and sign here, please. The lion put a muddy paw print on a stamp paper, above which was written, Elvis, King of Pride Rock. Next was the giraffe. He came loping in and stood uncertainly. My heart is two feet long and weighs 25 pounds. I can't stick to any weight loss program. It's utterly demotivating, he said, shuffling unnecessarily. Try something else, said the lawyer, scribbling furiously on his legal pad. You're not listening to me. You're doodling, said the giraffe in a hurt tone. See, your long neck lets you see things other animals can't, the lawyer said, deftly flipping the statement like an omelette to suit his own argument. It was a well-practiced maneuver. The giraffe was stumped. I thought of trying yoga, he went on, but I can't even lie down to sleep. Trying to drink water makes my legs play out. Can you imagine me doing the headstand? The lawyer started to scribble something again, thought the better of it, and tried to wear a look of concern instead, making appropriate accompanying sounds. Everyone takes advantage of my large-heartedness. The world is cruel. I can't cope. Some days I just want to curl up and become a hedgehog, whined the giraffe. The lawyer rolled his eyes as he glanced at his Rado watch. This isn't my line of work. I'm not a counsellor. I don't charge by the hour. I charge by the minute. But I can't take any more of this. Along with this, as a swirl of chocolate and dollops of vanilla ice cream, came the thought equivalent of someone clearing her throat pointedly. The lawyer reined in his ticking mind. Uh, what's your point? He asked the giraffe. Point? I've got a ten feet neck, panted the giraffe in utter exasperation. Well, you stand out in a crowd because of it. Yes, and I'm also the one who gets hit by lightning most frequently because of it, according to a survey in the Savannah Times. Don't believe everything that's in the papers, advised the lawyer. What do you want to be conveyed upstairs? I, I just want to know what, what was the Almighty thinking when he created me? It will be easier to deal with all this if I knew it was for a higher cause. If there was a grand design for my kind, then I can walk with my head held high, knowing I know what no one else does. The Almighty sighed. It was a very human kind of sigh. She didn't like any of her creations to be sad. 
It was true that on this planet, one of them had willfully, gleefully, repeatedly brought on misery and catastrophes upon himself. But the others had lived in harmony with the laws of this universe. The giraffe was not supposed to be on this planet at all. He had been created to inhabit a planet with different forces, where the nourishing plant life was dangling from the sky and he was to have been the shortest, cutest and most musically talented of the creatures on it. But again, the yang element had intervened, playfully stretching the neck to such an extent that ultimately the poor creature couldn't even oink, moo or roar, let alone sing. This one act of the creator had left the poor animal with only humming abilities to express all his emotions. And so, he had been sent off to Earth, the planet for lesser beings. The lawyer was furiously writing away on his pad as the giraffe walked away with a wistful expression in his large eyes. Glancing at his watch, the lawyer wondered how long he was supposed to go on listening to these batty animal tales. He was to meet a senior judge for tea to speed up his appointment as a judge in the highest court of the land. Thinking of the highest court, land, he suddenly wondered where exactly he was right now. Sure, sometimes the judiciary back home too had seemed completely alien. But this was a different kind of alien, a real... His thoughts were interrupted by a loud braying as a zebra appeared before him. Hi, bro, the zebra said jovially, and before the lawyer could respond, went on with, I don't have a choice, but you are human. Why are you stuck looking black and white? The lawyer cringed. He wasn't used to being at the receiving end of insults from a grinning zebra. What are you protesting about? He asked curtly. Well, I thought you'd understand, but now I ain't so sure, as seeing as you're stuck with black and white too, and you chose it? The zebra snorted. Two minutes, barked the lawyer, looking at his Rado watch again. Okay, 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 take a chill pill, man. Look, I, I, I'm sick and tired of being black and white, you know. I, I'm told even the moving pictures are in color now. And they ain't even real. So, you want to strut around in technicolor? Asked the lawyer with a crooked smile. Technically, yes. Okay, you can leave now. Your petition will be delivered. Dude, what's that around your neck? A bit old to wear a bib, you know. Out, hissed the lawyer as the zebra departed, grinning. I would like to present my recommendations, announced the lawyer. Begin. Said the voice in his head. The lawyer started speaking, crisply, clearly, quickly. The lion is quite sorted as compared to the others, just needs a deliberate gene mutation to turn his mane into a mop of hair on his head and a pair of impressive sideburns. Um, uh, and while you are at it, do please consider giving him the ability to play the guitar. 
What? The thought was the loudest the creator had ever responded with and made the lawyer wince. It's easy if you try. It isn't hard to do. <clears throat> uh, I mean, just imagine. He whispered in an unnecessarily lilting voice. Uh, <clears throat> uh, okay, the giraffe, he is too angst-ridden. Wants to know if there's a higher purpose to him being the way he is, blah, blah, blah. I recommend two courses of action. You can choose one. Number one, create a completely new animal specifically to be the giraffe's counselor. Number two, turn him into a hedgehog. I would go with the second, as the first one may be more expensive and may require new laws, etc., regarding the new animal's place in the circle of life. But the overpopulation of hedgehogs will cause an imbalance, flashed the thought in his head. This creature may not be smarter than the penguins after all, the creator was beginning to think. I have already thought of that, said the lawyer. So, we negotiate. There was a hint of smugness in his voice as he continued. The giraffe can be given a choice. He can be told that as per his wish, he can be turned into a hedgehog, but that would mean giving up his necking abilities and those beautiful large eyes he uses to communicate. I think he will start looking at himself differently then and won't be so miserable. The creator's confidence in the lawyer's intelligence was restored. She smiled and wondered if it would be a good idea to create a planet of lawyers. The lawyer heard it as a whisper in his mind. Balking at the idea, he exclaimed, No, 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 no. We don't like to be with too many of our own kind. We need non-lawyers to survive. That's strange, thought the creator. The zebra, continued the lawyer. Now there's a cocky fella. He's tired of being black and white. I recommend you simply take away the black and give him rainbow-colored polka dots on the white. The creator's artistic sensibilities were offended. Are you sure about this? I'm never not sure, said the lawyer crisply. Giving him all the colors now will ensure that there is no protest from him ever again. What about the others? flashed the query. I'm sorry, I only have time for this much today. I have to get back. But your work isn't over, flashed the creator's voice in his mind again. In reply, the lawyer held out a page torn from a law book. The highlighted lines read, Section 367 of the Indian Penal Code states that if a person kidnaps or abducts a person so that such person is subjected to or is put in danger of grievous hurt, he must be punished with either rigorous or simple imprisonment up to 10 years and a fine. Now, not only was I abducted, my life was endangered by putting me face to face with wild animals, he said, folding and putting the paper away. The creator smiled. Your life isn't endangered. I'm the one who gives life and I'm the one who takes it away. And I don't plan to take it away just yet, she voiced patiently in the lawyer's mind. This work will take a long time to complete, said the lawyer. You can keep me on a retainership. We will need to discuss the terms for that. 
Right now, I have to get back to my work in the highest court of the... This is the highest court, the creator started to say, but stopped short. The next instant, the lawyer was back in the humid, crowded courtroom and across the sky in Antarctica, a vast colony of honking penguins became aware of an inexplicable unseen presence.